You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Aaron Klein with Brookwood Appraisals, Inc. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Aaron, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Great to be here. Aaron's a uh, very experienced, excellent, excellent appraiser here in the Denver area with lots of great knowledge and information for us today. We have a great show lined up. Aaron is going to break down and dissect the residential valuation process and show us how we get from a house to an appraisal report. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And a quick yellow card disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Brookwood Appraisals, Inc. are not affiliated entities. Listeners not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Aaron, thanks again for being on the show today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in Colorado? Well, my uh, parents moved here to Colorado when I was about three years old after uh, my dad left the military. Stayed here all throughout my uh, teenage years. Left for a little bit in my 20s and then... Uh, returned here when we uh, had a family here. So all in all, over, over 25, 30 years. So you're almost a native. You're like so close <laughs> to a native, huh? <laughs> because a, you know that the natives in Colorado love to claim that they're natives. Yeah, you know? that's, that's always a topic, so. and uh, I'll steer clear of the answer, but been here a long, long time. It's because of people <laughs> like me, Aaron. It's because people like me moved from Syracuse, New York. But I have been here... Next year will be 20 years for me here in Colorado. I absolutely love it. Met my wife. We've got a family. Uh, doesn't look like we're going anywhere anytime soon. It's a beautiful place. Oh, so. Great place to live and work. And how long have you been working in real estate? So I started uh, back in 2006 with uh, residential real estate appraisal. Um, worked there for a firm locally for a little bit. And then uh, afterwards, adventured into some other aspects, but I've always stuck with uh, valuations with the with the appraisal process and doing yes. that kind of stuff that's great um we work with appraisers regularly we love good appraisers uh, like yourself aaron so uh and, and certainly appreciate the work that you guys have to do it's not necessarily an easy job because everybody has an opinion of what their house is worth and then when you bring buyers and sellers together, you have two different parties that have an opinion of what the value of that property is, right? They may come together on a contract with a price, but at the end of the day, the buyers always think the house isn't worth as much and the seller always thinks it's worth more, right? Yep, you're saying it exactly right there. And, and everyone has a very valid uh, reason for why they think something is worth it, whether it's some sentimental reasons or uh, people looking at it from different angles, someone wanting a commission if they're an agent. Yep. But uh, an appraiser really does try to come in and be this third-party objective person yep. to really say what the value is and also why they think it's uh, worth what it is. And so uh, that's really their position that they try and come from. So at Brookwood Appraisals, uh, is it just you? Is that your company? Do you have anybody else there? It is right now, yeah. Okay. In the past, I've had uh, trainees and I've had uh, some partners and 
had different ways we kind of had that formed. But uh, right now, slower work it yeah. has been a one-man operation right now. That makes sense. All right, Aaron, before we get started, before we dive into residential valuations, let's talk a little bit about the real estate market. I love asking my my guests who are on the show what's going on. Typically, it's a real estate agent um, or somebody else that's in the industry. You've got a unique perspective being an appraiser. Talk to me a little bit uh, about what are you seeing out there in, in the real estate market and maybe even compare where we're at today to where we were a couple of years ago and, and a few years before that. Yeah. Well, the market has its own traditional kind of ups and downs. Seasonal things happen all the time. If you look over 10, 20 years, you're going to see, you know, maybe the market continue to increase, but it always has these spots in the season where it kind of dips a little bit, especially, you know, right now at this time uh, it can be one of those. But in general, you know, what we saw around these COVID years is this huge spike. Everyone saw their values go up hundred grand or more potentially. Exponentially, right? Yes. Yeah. And so um, it gets hard to then compare things to what it was like then because it was just basically crazy. We, we were oftentimes having uh, times where appraisals were coming in and the value of the property or the, what it was transferring for could be 10, 20, 30 plus thousand above yeah. that. Yeah. And so it made for some real uncomfortable situations. I bet it did. Yeah. I bet it did. That's tough for you guys when values rise so quickly like that, and you've got to, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're using comps, right? You're using previously sold properties. So in how far back can you go on that? Maybe it depends, but is it like six months typically? It, it oftentimes depends with some of these conventional loans it has on the appraisal report, what kinds of sales we saw in the past year. So there yep. is flexibility to go that far. Yep. But a lot of lenders want to see something closer. Recent, like to right? See three <laughs> to six months. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it gets very difficult because appraisers can't go off a gut or a hunch. They have to go off of some kind of market evidence. Absolutely. They're putting in these solid sales of why they think uh, something relates to this. And so sometimes the market's going up faster than what the sales uh, have shown so far. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, do you get do you get the sense that things are slowing down, picking up, still about the same? My two senses, and I've talked about this on the show, is that I feel like the market has stag- stagnated or it's begun to stagnate um, just in the last like year and a half, coming up on two years now. I, I was you and I were talking earlier, May of 2022. It started to feel different. Um, and if you look back at the statistics, uh, that would be accurate. I mean, that's right around where we started to see that was kind of the peak, right? April of 2022 probably was the peak in values. Um, what, what's your sort of overall sense as to where we are right now? I'm, I'm the exact same. You know, I've went back and looked. For me, it was around the first week of June is when we actually saw the highest of certain prices. And then after that, we started to see it kind of level off. The The overall production, the uh, the amount of activity has just really dropped off. Um, recently looked at uh, Fannie Mae's information and they said appraiser, uh, refi appraisals were down 90% from that peak. So Crazy. that's just a huge impact to most uh, people in that world. But uh, over the past week, starting to see some changes there. The I would say as far as the real estate market, it's been fairly flat, but um, likely in the spring, you know, you begin to see some more activity there. And with more activity sometimes means higher prices. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So just so our audience understands the process, when does someone order an appraisal? So for instance, a homeowner 
may order an appraisal and, and add on to any of these, but I've got a few examples of when you would order an appraisal. A homeowner considering the sale of their property. They haven't put it on the market yet. Uh, maybe they have a unique property. They're just trying to get a feel for it. Same with a listing agent. We have listing agents that call us every once in a while like, hey, do you know any appraisers? I've got this listing. I just cannot figure out what we should be listing this thing for. Do you get a fair amount of those calls? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk probably a little bit about how it goes in the, in the mortgage and refi uh, kind of world or purchases. There's some you know, other things to consider there. But most people should have someone that's an appraiser that they know, have in their contact list, because there's going to be things in life that come up where you'd like a third-party person to come in. Yep. What is what is someone objectively looking at this and can give you some uh, information? So what you mentioned there are some great ways. Uh, real estate agents who are just a little perplexed on what to value something. Maybe there's a disagreement between an agent and a uh, buyer or seller here, yep. and they'd like a third person to or third-party person to look at this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those are some opportunities in there where an appraisal can help out. Divorce situations. Yep. I'm sure you see those. 50% of marriages end in divorce, and I don't know how many of those own homes, but I'm guessing it's a pretty good percentage. Uh, so, unfortunately, that's part of the business for both you and I. I mean, that's stuff that we deal with as well. Estate valuation, same thing. Not an ideal scenario, uh, but certainly a reason why somebody would call to have an appraisal done. Yep, absolutely. Those are both... Uh, times when people call and need an appraisal because they need something in a report, something that can be official here that is used uh, for whatever decisions they're trying to make. And so we we oftentimes say that appraisals are needed for a lot of life's most important decisions. And uh, that's that's certainly when yep. you can call up the person you know that's an appraiser and, and have them help you out. And then certainly the purchase of a home or the refinance of a home. And home equities occasionally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are sort of the reasons you would need an appraisal. If you're in a situation like that, you may want to give Aaron a call. He can be reached at 303-668-7265. Aaron, walk us through your process when you get in, a, in order. And you don't have to take you know, dive too deep into this, but just in general, what's your process? You get the order in, what, where do you, what are you doing from there? Yeah. So, uh, one little caveat to what we talked about before, where you can just call an appraiser directly in the mortgage world. There's a lot of guidelines that, that, uh, have a barrier there so that, yes. you know, you use a panel or use an AMC or there's something there to keep the requester, in direct communication here with the appraiser because they want there to be no influence here. And and that's a great point. And it it wasn't always that way. So basically they've built, you put it very nicely, sort of a barrier between the lender and the appraiser because in the past there had been, that relationship had been too close in the past and that can affect uh, appraisal values and stuff like that. So great point. They we, we call them AMCs, appraisal management companies. And so we submit an order, the appraisal management, we being the lender, submit an order, the appraisal management company will randomly select from a pool of, of appraisers and then send the order out. And then you get the order. What do you do from there? Yeah. So uh, we get this assignment here and it uh, outlines who is going to be the user of this. What kind of guidelines are we going to have to follow? Is this going to be a VA appraisal? Is this going to be an FHA one? Is it going to be a conventional? Or is it perhaps uh, a private uh, party that's uh, wanting to have this for some kind of lending perhaps? So once we establish you know, what's needed there, then we need to make contact with uh, how we're going to access this property. 
That, sh- that seems like it should be simple, but <laughs> I, if I could plug one thing there is to have good information in there about how to access the property. Who are we calling? Who's going to be helping us with information here? Um, so that gets started, and then you know, do a lot of research before we go to a property, looking at the uh, county records, looking at title reports, looking at a purchase contract, looking at all this uh, information, the MLS listing. Then we go do an appointment there where we look at the property, and then afterwards we start to do some analysis. What's the neighborhood doing? What are some comparable sales? What are those? And then how do those relate here to the property? And, and within this report, we're able to then take all that data and come up with some kind of conclusion and explain it, not just say what our value is, but why do we think this is our value uh, within a report. So that's a that's a broad summary there. Yeah, absolutely. That goes. Absolutely. Uh, what are some of the uh, like the key variables that typically impact? You know, you hear location, location, location a lot. That's sort of an intangible term to some degree when we're talking about real estate. It, it, how much consideration can you take and can you apply to a value based on a location itself? Well, and, and maybe that comes up with comps, right? The surrounding area which sort of supports this is a popular area that people want to be in, so naturally the values are higher there. Yep. So what I have found is that a lot of these sayings have some merit behind them. <laughs> there, there's, a reason, there's a reason that people say location, 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 because uh, it can make it a, a really big difference. And, you know, homeowners can sometimes get confused. Um they live on the north side of a particular street or mm-hmm. avenue, yep. and it's a different zip code, different school district. The south side is perhaps in another set of variables. Maybe it's even in a golf course community. Wow, on paper, they may look very, very close. They may even seem like they're the same age, different things, but the location in one community does make a very big difference here. And that so, makes sense. You know, people have to be able to understand that, and appraisers do, uh, having geographic competency here of why are people living perhaps in a certain community as opposed to another one. So are most of the appraisals that you're doing in like the Denver metro area? Yep. I primarily that- work the, the metro area here and just some of the small communities outside of it up to Boulder. Do you get excited when you get like a one-off property? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. So I, I have a list of some of the kind of one-off scenarios we've seen over the years. So rural properties, agricultural, um, well and septic comes into play. Um, access to highways, dirt versus paved roads, mineral rights, celebrities. Uh, we had one where there was a celebrity that lived in the neighborhood. So talk to me about that a little bit. And, and I don't know if you've ever even seen that as a scenario, but would you, if a celebrity lives on your street, let's say within a couple of houses or right next door to you, does that bring up the value of your home? There certainly could be opinions out there that say it could affect things appraisers are probably going to be hesitant because they do try to look at market evidence right so they're not afraid to make an adjustment for something if they can really prove it and uh, that would take quite a bit of analysis to be able to uh, explain that and to uh, be able to actually put that on paper and find it yeah. that but the there, value there increased is some leeway with appraisers in the way they weight things mm-hmm. and uh, so it's not completely down to just an analysis they they can be slightly swayed in their weighting of, well, I think this property maybe should be considered greater or lesser in their final opinion of value. So there, there is a little bit of subjectivity that can be utilized for a certain circumstance. What about mineral rights? Can you take that into consideration in your valuation? 
So this is uh, getting to be more and more and more of a topic here, and it needs to be really understood by uh, appraisers, and a lot of them are taking classes to understand this, but uh, it's, it's happening frequently where sellers are selling a particular property and they're keeping the mineral rights now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've had a couple of those come up. And so some of that needs to be viewed a little bit uh, as personal property, things that can be bought and sold perhaps on a market separately. Okay. Then that would need to be valued perhaps independently. You, you really would probably want to have a conversation with an appraiser, make sure are they comfortable with this particular transaction or situation to be able to explain that uh, within the, in gotcha. the report. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600 AM. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And if you would like to get in touch with Aaron Klein, he can be reached at 303-668-7265. And Aaron, it's time for our hottest listings I've got some great ones here today. Beth Smart with uh, Realty One Group Platinum Elite has an excellent property in Colorado Springs, a really cool condo for $265,000, just about 850 square feet, two bedrooms, one bathroom. If you're looking for a condo in Colorado Springs, reach out to Beth Smart at 303-549-6907. Andrea Maurice, one of our favorite agents out there. She's with Brokers Guild. She's actually got three listings on the market right now. She wanted me to mention. Uh, first one, 283 West Presswick Way in Castle Rock on the market at 750000 Just over 3,300 square feet with four bedrooms and four bathrooms. If you would like more information on this property, reach out to Andrea Maurice at 303-870-2689. Next, Andrea's got a really cool property at 1845 Cupright Court in Castle Rock, listed at 899900 And this one is just over 5,500 square feet, five bedrooms, four bathrooms, a really, really cool property. If you would like some, inf- some more information on this property, reach out to Andrea, and she can be reached at 303-870-2689. And finally, Hamid Ahmed with Brokers Guild Real Estate has a really cool property at 983 South Ray Street in Aurora, listed at 2,688 total square feet, three bedrooms, three bathrooms. If you'd like to get in touch with Hamid on this one, 303-667-4532. And Andrea Maurice's third is at 6931 Sulphur Court in Castle Rock, listed 989,000. Really, really cool property. This is beautiful. I'm looking at the pictures here. 6,570 total square feet, four bedrooms, five bathrooms. If you'd like some more information on this, again, give Andrea a call at 303-870-2689. All right, Aaron, we've got a few minutes left here. Let's dive back in, talk some more about appraisals. There are a number of online resources where you can go to get a quick valuation, but personally, I think you have to be very careful here. Uh, what are your thoughts? How accurate overall do you think these uh, these valuation sites are? Well, appraisers hear this all the time. Well, Zillow says this about my property. <laughs> right. And, uh, so the thing is, th- those kinds of things are here to stay. They're probably even going to get better and better over time. For but- sure. They just need to be kind of kept in their place. 
Are they something that can be used for analysis on a very broad view or general decision-making someone's maybe looking at? Then look at these. And I would encourage you to look at a handful of them because you're going to find out you're going to get a different number from each one of them. Yeah, and so I think I, I think that's very well said. And, and, you know, they themselves on the websites, or most of those websites, have disclosures. Like, hey, this is not, uh, you know, this is information that's ta- taken from mass data and provided a valuation, right? Um, not a horrible way to get an idea, but ultimately I wouldn't want to – I wouldn't want to put my money down on one of those valuations. I think that there is opportunity, too much opportunity for there not to be a truly accurate valuation using those resources. But I think you're right. I think over time they will get better and better. Uh, I just don't know that you're ever going to be able to replace a human being to make an accurate valuation of a, of a property. Yep, and especially the more complex a property is, and, and also the greater risk that uh, maybe a lender or someone's taking on a particular property lends itself more towards getting an appraiser involved uh, to make sure uh, people have good information before making important decisions. Yeah, and this has got to be tough for a listing agent, right? I, I think and we kind of touched on this earlier. Sellers have a very strong opinion of what their home value is. And usually that opinion comes from some house that's sold nearby, maybe their next door neighbor, and why their house is typically better than that house, right? And so they have their opinion on it without really having boots on the ground feeling for where the market is. And we've seen this a lot over the last year and a half of, you know, I bought my house for this a few years ago, my neighbor sold for this why do you think I should be listening for that, right? And, and you sort of <laughs> are the third party that comes in to, to hopefully bring them back down to reality to some degree. I mean, we've seen some wild valuations that people think their homes are worth. So, Yeah, that I'm, I'm shaking my head as you're saying all these things <laughs> in agreement here uh, because yeah. uh, it's, that's, that's the hard part right there is trying to cut through some of the personal feelings and, and kind of really look at the evidence and the facts here and see what direction that's uh, pointing us to. I find that a lot of people want to focus on the positive things of their yes. property, yes. but don't want to take as much attention maybe towards some of the things that would have less value. Here. Yeah, that that makes total sense. Um, and should how involved should a listing agent be when it comes to the appraisal? I know that uh, we've had agents that have said, I'll need the appraiser out there. I'll provide comps. I'll provide information on the property. How involved do you think a listing agent should be in that process? I think, you know, one extreme is, you know, being so involved, you're following them around. You're, you know, they always, the, oh, I'll hold the other end of the tape measure. And, uh, totally. you know, maybe even getting towards pressure a little bit of, well, where do you think this is coming at? What's your gut feeling? That's getting too involved. The other side of that, though, is many times I'll reach out to uh, uh, agents, sometimes have a difficult time getting in touch with them. They finally respond and say, hey, lockbox is whatever, let yourself in. Yeah. And you're thinking, <laughs> you don't want to share any information, yeah. you know, make sure I have the right contract, make sure I know some of the but updates. They did to these the house. updates and upgrades, yeah. right? So if I were if I were a consumer, I'd probably want to have a conversation with my listing agent and just find out. So uh, you know, how do you handle the appraisal process? Yeah. And see what their plan is. A lot of good agents put together a package. They don't put pressure but they can let they them provide know. the information, Absolutely. right? Here's what we think you need to know when considering the value of this property. And I think you make a great point. You don't know 
what was done before this person moved in for the most part. I mean, some stuff you might be able to tell, but uh, if they've done upgrades to the home, you want to know about that. Absolutely. Um, Because that's money that you put into the home to make the home more valuable, right? And so that's stuff that you should know and want to know. And an inspection, or when you do an appointment, you hopefully see everything. But what if you missed a a listing that was uh, close by that was maybe just over six months that you, you missed or didn't notice that the furnace was new or that the roof was new. Right. You're not able to get up there and see that. So right. some of that information can really be helpful. I would encourage agents to share as much as they can um, and and have a good conversation with the uh, appraiser. So when you're doing an appraisal, and, and I think it's important to note for our listeners, if, if you haven't purchased a home before, you're really not that familiar with the process, there is an inspection done and there is an appraisal that's done. And those two things are really separate, but they do overlap a little bit, don't they, Aaron? For instance, if you're going through a house, you're not there to inspect the house from a health and safety standpoint. But if something, if you see something while you're in there that's of note to Fannie, Freddie, FHA, VA, you need to make a note of that, right? Yeah. So conventional appraisals have a little more leeway there. You can lump some of this into just the condition of things. But FHA and VA and USDA really put some emphasis on homes being ready for their borrowers to move into. They, they have a little more interest in this being a ready-to-move-in home. And so there can be some safety guidelines, especially in security and soundness, that they have to a higher degree here. And they want that corrected before a veteran or a FHA borrower is able to move into. And so there can be some things that are called out that seem like inspection items, but they're actually... Uh, items that that lender's requiring to be fixed before uh, the person moves in. So some of the things that come to mind, let me know if you you would agree on some of these. So things that we have seen where the appraiser has made a note in the report. And and so if you're not familiar with an appraisal report, when we as the lender get the appraisal report back, it comes back as is or subject to. Subject to means there are items that the appraiser saw that need to be addressed, typically fixed or replaced, something like that. Uh, one was it didn't have a back door and the appraiser was like, you need a back door to the house. (laughs) I'm not not kidding about that. So they had to put in, put on a back door. Another was a broken window. Broken windows need to be replaced and fixed. Another was black mold crawling up the wall. Clearly the appraiser could clearly see black mold. Look, that's a health and safety issue that the lender wants to know about, um, One of the other ones that we saw was the appraiser was walking up to the house and could clearly see that the roof was in rough shape and said, hey, you need to get this roof certified. Are those pretty common areas, things that you've seen as well? Yeah, most of those can be common. The the back door one, I'd have to do a little more research on on that particular one, but it it does make sense. Yeah. Um, The other big one is uh, flaking paint on a house that's over 1978. That's probably the number one thing there. If you have any paint, and you have a house that's over 1978, take a quick look, see if you can sure that it before you even go through this process, that that, that wouldn't be a, a safety hazard there. Great information today, Aaron. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The show is, after all, on ESPN Denver. Are you a sports fan? Yep, I'm a sports fan for sure. So Denver sports, I assume? Yep, always have followed Denver sports. Okay, yep. all, four, all four of the major sports? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I went so long, like I said, being, you know, my parents moved here in 1975, and uh, I 
just never thought I'd even see the day the Nuggets would be able to win a championship. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still in that mode of like, that was I can't pretty believe cool. this actually happened here. And the Avs, too. That was awesome. Yep. So yep. Um, I think your Broncos. So I'm a Bills fan. I'm from upstate oh, wow. New York. But um, but I nothing against the Broncos whatsoever. You guys, uh, I was here. I lived here when they won their, their last Super Bowl. And they seem to be a team that uh, can put to get to the Super Bowl and and actually win every once in a while. Unlike my Bills, who <laughs> <laughs> who have found it very difficult to get back to a Super Bowl and to win a Super Bowl. This may so, be your year. We'll see. I hope so, man. I hope so. Well, again, Aaron, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Um, I really appreciate. It. Oh, I do have one more question before, and we've got just a little bit of time here. Uh, what are some of the technological advances in the valuation process? And then, because I know a lot of government agencies are reporting concerns about appraisal bias, just real quickly on that, what what are your thoughts around that? Well, there's there's all sorts of things coming up with technology, and, and homeowners and and consumers are going to want to be aware down the road. Did an appraiser actually come to my house, or was it some other kind of yeah. situation that was coming up? And we you know we'd have to talk about that more. But yeah. uh, there's exciting initiatives that, but also have some concerns. That makes with them sense as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then as far as bias. Appraisers, uh, this is their bread and butter. They should be unbiased. But unfortunately, there sometimes are reports of some things that uh, go contrary to that. And so consumers should be aware of that when they look at reports and see if there's anything that uh, is concerning there. That makes sense. Well, thanks again, Aaron. Really appreciate it. Great to have you on the show. If you'd like to get in touch with Aaron, he can be reached at 303-668-7265. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show. We're right here on ESPN Denver 1600 AM every Saturday at 7 AM. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.